0: Good morning so good to see all of you at the same time oh I think it's bouncing off the table again is that what it's doing it's it's technical I don't understand it but I'm here hi everybody last week uh, I was sitting here in the audience and I looked around and I went there's a lot of people I don't know so I'm assuming that if I don't know you you don't know me So I'm Rebecca, Uh, my family, I have three sons, my family, uh, my husband and I have been here for 17 years, okay? So we're big believers in Centennial Covenant Church, and we are certainly big believers in the covenant denomination, so welcome, welcome, it's good to see you. Come say hi to me. I will not remember your name the next week, but keep trying, okay? Keep trying. Those are my weaknesses, I just told you. Okay, um, so so uh, in talking about pop culture, right? Uh, our sermon series has been about pop culture and how it meets biblical wisdom, and so you might be wondering, well, what is Rebecca gonna burst out into song? Am I? Good? Should I move my mic forward down a little bit, maybe? Yeah? So I'm not going to burst out into song, okay? I'm not going to sing. And um, here's a secret, I've never seen Encanto. (laughs) So so when Carl said, I'm going to preach on Encanto, I was like, oh, I've got a great professional game face. Okay. So as we're picking out what aspects of pop culture, he picked out some, I picked out some. So uh, we're going we're to have some fun today. So before I, we get to our pop culture reference for today, travel in time with me to the 80s, because that's my pop culture reference, which in my mind is 20 years ago. But you guys, it's 40 years ago. <laughs> So, uh, so I <clears throat> was uh, an 80s girl. I may or may not have gotten into a fight with my best friend as to whether Cyndi Lauper or Madonna was the greatest of all time. Okay. <laughs> I did wear, see, so yeah, I'm going to expose myself right here. I did wear the Madonna lace gloves as part of my fashion choice yeah okay uh, uh part of being a high school teacher and i am a high school bible teacher uh, is that they have themes days and i love to replicate actual outfits but like six sizes larger um but one of the amazing precious things about the 80s was the rock music and I remember because I went to a Christian school I remember being brought into um, the video room yeah that's what we had back then we had a video room and brought in and the tape was put in the VCR And myself and my entire junior class had to sit through a fantastic production of doom and gloom called Hell's Bells. Anyone? Is there anyone in the audience that knows what I'm talking about? Okay, okay, oh my gosh, thank you. Um, Hell's Bells was basically a propaganda, I'm sorry, a thoughtful documentary (laughs) on the evils of rock. And it was called Hell's Bells, because who wrote a song called Hell's Bells? ACDC, thank you. Um, And we sat through eight sessions where we were told that rock music was going to turn us into devil worshipers. Because, you know, if you play them backwards. <laughs> See, these are problems that today's kids don't have. You can't, you can't go to, to Spotify and say, play it backwards, <laughs> right? So I was told, you know, that the music that I loved was going to turn me into a devil worshiper. Now, some of you are like, hey, Rebecca, low-key, that kind of maybe was the the scene that I was into. And if that was your scene, I don't mean to make fun of that. But I do want to say with confidence, 40 years later, I'm not a devil worshiper. (laughs) And I want you to remember that. Because we're going to talk about stuff that some of you might have really strong opinions about, right? And you might have like a doom and gloom approach to pop culture. And so let's start with a fresh cup of gloom. The book of Ecclesiastes is so emotional, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Utterly meaningless. You know, because meaningless, meaningless was not enough. Utterly meaningless. Still not enough. Everything is meaningless. What does anyone gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? All right, so that's my sermon. Let's pack it up. We're done. (laughs) What's the point? What's the point? Tomorrow when you wake up and you're standing there in front of your coffee machine, is it going to feel like meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless? We, we fight with this, don't we? We battle this, don't we? We live in this tension of experiencing a lot of meaninglessness where the routine, the mundane, we sit there and ask ourselves, does this matter? The music that my children are listening to, golly, I, can we do like the Hell's Bells for rap music? I can put my kids through that experience. I don't think they'll be devil worshipers, but... Right? This right here, we we feel this, we experience this, and sometimes when we look at pop culture, we really feel this way. Why is someone posting on Instagram their meal? (laughs) When I'm on a diet. That's so rude. My dog is cute, too. <laughs> but I'm not posting about her. Right? So let's, let's take a look at what all is meaningless. So we're gonna just like stay in the gloom for just a wee bit, and I wanna let you know that I made a list of everything that the author of Ecclesiastes, the teacher, as he's called, the teacher made a list and I made that list for you. I put it on a PowerPoint slide because I just wanna share the love, okay? If we can go to the list. So here's the teacher's list of meaninglessness. So it starts with everything and then clarification, okay? So uh, wisdom. Really? I thought, there's a lot of wisdom literature. Aren't, isn't Ecclesiastes wisdom? Are we being ironic? Pleasure. Really? Laughter. Dude, get a life. Improvement projects? I'm in the middle of a couple. It does feel meaningless at times. I'm not going to lie. It does. It's expensive meaninglessness sometimes. Building houses, isn't that sometimes what we do on missions projects? Planting vineyards, have a major personal problem with this one. <laughs> Lush gardens, we live in Colorado, it takes a lot of work and a lot of water to get that. Free labor, and by free labor I really mean slavery, so there's some contextual clues there that I'm adding for you. Uh, so, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with that one. Owning lots of livestock. Don't know, but the TikToks on that are hilarious. Uh, Singers, entertainers. Feels a bit random. Plethora of sexual partners. And by sexual partners, the teacher said, yeah, harem, meaningless. Self-indulgence of every kind. Working hard. Wait a second, wait a second. Working hard. Like you went from... You went from singers, sexual partners, self-indulgence, to working hard. All of that is meaningless. And then it it takes a turn. And I'm telling you right now, we're only at chapter two. It takes a turn. The teacher says, handing over your hard work to those who've done nothing to deserve it. You, You know he's thinking of someone when he wrote that down inability to rest and sleep because you're thinking about work. That hits a little personal. (laughs) So I stopped at chapter two. There's a lot more. I stopped at chapter two because this is about as much doom and gloom as I can handle. I kept reading, though. I'm just going to let you know. I kept reading. I'm just saying I, I stopped at chapter 2 making a list. So go back and read Ecclesiastes and take a look at what's there. So I want to talk a little bit about when the teacher of Ecclesiastes says meaningless. What, what exactly does he mean? Like, Worthless? Does he mean temporary? Does he mean it's just like vanities? One translation has that as vanity, vanity, all is vanity. So what exactly is the author saying when he says that everything is meaningless? So let's, let, let's just take a little pause here. And, and if we had the original language, um, the word there literally means breath. Everything is breath. So that gives a little bit more context, doesn't it? The one thing that you have, and when you don't have it anymore, you're not here anymore, it's breath. So, breath is the word that's chosen by a teacher of wisdom to give us context, to give us boundaries about what our life is and what it's not. Because some of us tend towards self-aggrandizement, God-like pursuits. I am going to be all. Some of us are the other. Well, you know what, there's there's nothing more for me. I'm just going to throw in the towel and we're over. No, you're still breathing. It's not over yet. And so we get context for what our life is about. And so what we're really talking about here, when the teacher talks about everything is meaningless, what he's saying is everything is for for the scope and span of the time that God has given you. So, So this right here is your meaningless time, but not meaningless because it's your time your breath. And we as Christians, we live in the tension. We live in the tension of this. Whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, at the end of the day, death comes to us all. We live in this tension of what it means to be made in the image of God, and yet not not for always, For this time. And so the entirety of the biblical narrative takes a look at the ephemeral quality, the ephemeral nature of our lives. That's a fancy word, ephemeral. But this idea of it's here but gone tomorrow. And so we we have to look forward then to something else. So if our life is a breath, but it's a God-given breath, but yeah, things are meaningless, and things are meaningful. Maybe you're sitting there going, Rebecca, that seems like that's kind of an Old Testament-y thing. We have Jesus now. Everything's good. I, I want to I take us to James 4.14. James, speaking on wisdom, speaking on Christ, says, what is your life? This is he's writing to his biblical audience. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Puts us in our place, doesn't it? Jesus, mist. These are helpful clues to keep us from being like, Jesus, Rebecca. Yeah? Yeah? So if we take these out of, our, uh, out of the context, we can go in the wrong, depra- uh, go in the wrong direction. We, it can take us to some pretty um, apathetic places and spaces, and that's not at all what Scripture wants for us. So um, we go from James, but we then are reminded, of course, that though this is a mist, what we have in Christ does not fade. So in 1 Peter 1, it says, He that's the Father, has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Do you see the contrast? Yeah, you're a mist. Yeah, this is a chasing after the wind. This is a gift. This is an inheritance. It doesn't spoil or fade. And we as Christians live in this tension every day. So let's talk about TikTok. You ready? Um, Let's talk about TikTok. Should I ask you to raise your hand if you watch TikTok videos? And you're like, Rebecca, I need a little bit more context. Are you going to make me feel ashamed for having TikTok? TikTok? Okay, some of you are like, why is she talking about TikTok? You guys, if there was ever, ever an app on social media, if there was ever an aspect of pop culture that, and I'm going to quote, uh, is the ultimate example of a meaningless, temporary, throwaway part of pop culture, it would be TikTok. Yeah? No? Okay, some of you are like, what did she just do? Okay, so from duets, to TikTok challenges, to dancing with your crew in the middle of class while Mrs. Sutton's trying to be productive, I'm not bitter, uh, to, to uh, giving your political opinion, to composing original music and sharing that with everybody, TikTok. When you open it up, you have no idea what's coming your way. But TikTok does because it has the algorithm that's been studying you more intensely than your parent. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that about TikTok? So I made an unfortunate decision to pause while watching TikTok and uh, talk to my child. TikTok understood that to be that I was really, really interested in that kind of content. Because you see, what TikTok does is it reads, it, it analyzes how much of a TikTok video do you watch. And if you pause on it or you watch it in a loop over and over again, maybe because, you know, you're washing your hands, it assumes that that's, you, you want more of that So maybe meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless is really, like, fitting the bill right here. And maybe you're wondering, oh, Rebecca, so at least I know that you watch TikTok. Are you going to tell me to, like, do a TikTok fast? Don't get anxious. Don't get anxious, people. Trust the process. (laughs) Let's talk about TikTok. Here are some important facts about TikTok. The TikTok app has been downloaded over 2.6 billion times, and that's as of December 2020. Yes, thank you. That's the right reaction. Not quite an amen, but definitely the right reaction. Uh, TikTok officially has over 1 billion monthly active users. So the app has been downloaded way more, by the way, than 2.6 billion times. But it's, uh, we've got 1 billion monthly users... Okay, 1 billion monthly users. Um, And I want to make it clear that these numbers exclude all of China because China has its own TikTok. So when we're talking about 2.6 billion people, that does not include one of the largest populations in our world today. TikTokers and some of you are like, "Oh, true story Sutton." Spend an average of 52 minutes per day on the platform. Now, some of you are feeling really self-righteous right now. Some of you are like, "Rebecca, I don't have TikTok. You have Facebook. If you have Facebook, you have TikTok." If you've if you've spent any time on Facebook, you have watched a TikTok video, you just didn't know you were watching a TikTok video. If you have Instagram, you've watched a TikTok video, you just might not have known it was a TikTok video. So some of you are like, yeah, that's why I don't do social media. Okay, I have nothing to say against that. You're probably the wisest person in the room. (laughs) A user opens the TikTok app an average of eight times per day. Did you know that TikTok has a setting that can tell you, and the TikTok will tell you, hey, I see that you've been on the app for too long. You might want to get a life. So the horrors of TikTok, the dangers of TikTok, is that where we're headed with this? No, let's look at the mission of TikTok. It's a really lovely mission. Our mission is to inspire creativity and bring joy. And if you've been on TikTok and maybe you've put content on TikTok, there is so much creativity present in TikTok. There are people that are so talented in this world who never become famous, but maybe they become TikTok famous. There's so much talent in this world. There's so much creativity in this world. Truly, and I, and I don't mean to overstate, and I don't mean to exaggerate, and I'm not trying to get you all to download TikTok right now. Um, Let's make that decision carefully. Uh, But I do want to say that if you were looking for a place where every 15 seconds you see the creativity that comes from being made in the image of God. Some of you are like, whoa, no. Creativity being made in the image of God that has an opportunity to display itself in this way. There are people who have composed poetry that never gets published. But when you're sitting there and a moment speaks deeply to you, did you know that there are TikTok accounts that pray over you? Did you know that there are also TikTok challenges that uh, destroy property? So if there was ever a part of our culture that lives in the tension of meaninglessness and meaningfulness, it's TikTok. And you don't know what you're gonna get. You could spend 52, two hours, no, three hours, whatever, no confessions needed, but you could spend a lot of time. And none of it matters or it could be the second video and it speaks to you. So, is the app full of meaning, meaninglessness? Yes. Has this app been dangerous at times? Of course it has, all things social media, but so has television, so have books, so have you know, politics, but let's not get into it. Um, has TikTok brought you joy? So, what makes life meaningful? What makes life full of meaning? We started with meaninglessness. What makes life meaningful? Jesus said, I have come to give you life and to give it to the full. And what we want to do and what we're tempted to do because we're Western thinkers, we're Americans, and what we want to do is we want to say TikTok is either evil or it's the best thing ever. We have this either or addiction as a culture. It's either this or that. And the danger of an either or approach to pop culture the danger of an either-or approach to church, the danger of an either-or approach to faith, is that it excludes what needs to be included, at it, and it includes what it needs to exclude. It creates this false dichotomy. And if you're a reader of God's word, is you understand that we live in a both-and sort of world. We live in a world that has incredible hope, but experiences incredible evil. I am a human being capable of incredible good and a human being incredible of despicable actions in the same day. We're a both-and sort of culture. So when we talk about what makes life meaningful, we, we need to understand that what makes life meaningful is less about us. And it's a little bit more about God. So I stopped my list of meaninglessness things at chapter two. And thank goodness, because chapter three, uh, the teacher gives us some hope. So he says, I know this is the teacher. After that list of meaninglessness, by the way, so that's the context, I know that there is nothing better for people, to, for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. Why? Because it's a gift of God. So when you're standing in front of your coffee pot, waiting, because you're not going to get the feelings, right? By, by day five of any job, you're like, OK. You're not, you're not, you're not going to get the feelings, like the hills are alive with the sound of my employment. right? You're not going to get that. generate meaningfulness, but we try, don't we? We try. We try to generate happiness. We try to generate purpose. We try to mold this breath that we have as if we can control the end of it. And the illusion that the teacher is bringing us to is that we as creatures try so hard to be the creator. And we need a small dose of meaningless, meaningless to put us back on track. You see, everything that is under the sun is our reality. But what gives us true meaningfulness is what's above the sun. You see, there's a hidden character in the book of Ecclesiastes that really doesn't get addressed much, but he's implied, he's understood. And that's the the thing that's above the sun. What's the only thing that's above the sun? If you're you're from 4,000 years ago, what's the only thing that's above the sun? God. In your mind frame, if you're, you know, plowing the fields, you look at the stars, you look at the sun during the day beating down on you, what's the only thing that is not a part of this reality but is infinitely superior to this reality? above the sun so here's the guiding principle for social media TikTok your employment, your sense of identity, here's the guiding principle when you're living for the one above the sun, then everything under the sun has the potential to be meaningful in this life and in the next on earth as it is in heaven on earth as it is in heaven so don't throw in the towel but take a look at your priorities take a look at your perception take a look at your center your motivation if you're if you're how do I put this I want to put this but I don't want to I do this carefully. And it's hard because I'm not necessarily always careful. Um, if you're trying to get your sense of self from how you're promoting yourself on any form of pop culture, social media, it, 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 that's a that's that's a that's a waste of your breath. Because it's the one above the sun who has gifted you the life for you to live under the sun, under his sovereignty, under his supervision, under his meaningfulness. So you have meaning because he has meaning. You don't get to give yourself meaning, he already gave you your meaning. Praise God. So it's your move. And here's a TikTok reference. Did you understand the assignment? Okay. (laughs) My children were like, Mom, do not do TikTok stuff. Mom. I've done some of it. And they're not here. That's why. (sighs) Okay. Let me wrap it up. Can TikTok be used for evil? Of course. It's something that's under the sun. Can TikTok just be a waste of your 52 minutes? And I think it's conservative. (laughs) Can it be a waste of your 52 minutes? Yes, yes it can. But there's so many things that can be a waste. Isn't that true? Sometimes, controversial statement, sometimes watching the news can be a waste of your time. So the question is not how are you spending your time? So there you go. I'm not shaming you for using TikTok or whatever it is that you enjoy. Um, maybe you're, in, you're like a really famous YouTuber and I just don't know. Please tell me because I want to boast about that. Um, it's not so much about who you are what you can do, how you spend your time. Like if that's your starting point, you're starting from a place under the sun. You're starting from a meaningless place. But if you're starting from a place of who you are because of who God is, and God has made you to have purpose, and God has made you to live meaningfully while you have breath, then what you do under the sun is an opportunity to bring the one who's above the sun to this space under the sun. It's very missional. If you remember from a couple weeks ago when Carl started our series, he said, and I quote, our posture towards culture is not adversarial, it's missional. So, as you live your life, remember that it is the one above the sun who makes the life that you live under the sun a tremendous gift and opportunity to bring the one above the sun into the realm of us who are under the sun. Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to just pick on something like TikTok. What a gift it is to think through that and to not, not just immediately condemn or not immediately praise, but to really live in the tension. And so, Father, I just pray that as we do have to navigate the tricky waters of meaninglessness and meaningfulness, in this life under the sun, may you give us the supernatural wisdom that can only come from above and help us to live missionally in this world now and to bring you into this world with intentionality and care. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you that it blesses us And it has been blessing your people for thousands of years. What a gift.